I am so excited to tell you that I'm finally reopening the doors to my Partnerships Masterclass course, which is absolutely everything you need to confidently build successful partnerships. And successful partnerships unlock an entirely untapped revenue stream for your business through sponsorships, while collaborative partnerships can see you reaching hundreds of thousands of potential customers without monetary spend. So they have the power to both make you money via a whole new revenue stream for your business and save you money with your marketing activity, which is so awesome. I have run this course quite exclusively in the past with really small cohorts of business owners, agency owners, and marketers. So I would say it's incredibly valuable if you're one of these three types of fabulous people looking to build a partnership skill set and revenue stream, or you're looking to offer partnerships as a service to your clients. This course is the most accessible way you can work with me personally as well. And while you have a lifetime access to the course content and obviously lifetime access to the skills and relationships you build as part of this course, you're also really not thrown in the deep end at all because I keep the cohort small on purpose so that you get that mentorship and support from me throughout the whole thing. So we're going to get you so excited about the opportunities ahead for your business, super clear on your growth strategy and how you're going to build meaningful and pivotal relationships. It's going to be so good. And doors open on the 11th of August. They're only open for 10 days though. So make sure you're on the wait list so that you don't miss out. We're actually kicking the cohort off on um, August 22nd. So immediately after the doors open, pretty much <laughs> the course begins and the doors are closed again. So you want to be on that wait list so that you don't miss out. I'll put the link in the show notes so you can access that. And you'll also nab some wait list bonuses as well if you're on there. So I can't wait to see you there. Uh, thanks so much for listening and I'll let you get into the episode now. Hello and welcome to Stop, Collaborate and Listen. We are a podcast about marketing, collaboration and business and we're brought to you by Collabasaurus.com, the matchmaker for brands. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Stop, Collaborate, and Listen. I have an absolute treat of an episode for you today, and I'm welcoming the brilliant Christine Corcoran in this episode. Christine is a business mindset master coach. She's a speaker, podcast host, and she runs her own program on self-worth, money, and business called Elevated. And the reason I have asked Christine to join me in this episode is because I know that so many people struggle with the mindset and confidence piece when it comes to partnership and especially pitching. I totally get it. Rejection is scary. Um, And confidence is a major part of that too. But Christine is the expert when it comes to this. She's a qualified practitioner in master neuro-linguistic programming, matrix therapies, and she's an end-braining practitioner with an extensive study of human behavioral profiling, hypnotherapy, and leadership coaching. So she's very well placed to help you with these issues and smashing limiting beliefs and self-sabotaging behavior. And in the upcoming Partnerships Masterclass course, which is opening very soon, I have actually enlisted Christine's help to create 
an entirely dedicated module for the whole cohort with live coaching on everything opportunity mindset, confidence building and reframing rejection as part of the wider course, which I'm so excited about. That's a new addition and it's incredibly high value. Um, But today we have a little mini sneak peek into that module with a few really great tips on getting started with building confidence, reframing uh, rejection and celebrating success. So let's get into it. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for joining me. I hardly ever have guests on this podcast, so it's so exciting to have have you here. I feel so privileged. Thanks so much for having me, Jess. Of course. I'm so excited to hear from you around mindset because we were talking just before I did this huge survey of business owners around what was holding them back from a partnership perspective and marketing And the overwhelming response was confidence. It was obvious that we need to address this mindset element of partnerships. And so that's why in this Partnerships Masterclass course that we have coming up, we have you doing an incredible module on mindset and confidence building just after we do that um, values module and prior to the pitch, because I think confidence and mindset just before you do the partnership pitch is just going to be so, so valuable. So we have you here today as like a little mini teaser into that module, (laughs) give everyone a little taste and a few tips as to what they can do today to start building confidence ahead of dipping their toe into the partnership world and building some amazing relationships. But do you want to tell everyone a little bit about you and what you do and how people can get in touch with you? Because I think everyone should connect with you off the back of this as well. Absolutely. Thank you. I So as a business mindset coach, I work with women, high-performing entrepreneurs who or who want to be high-performing entrepreneurs to take their business to the next level by working out where they're sabotaging themselves, where they're keeping themselves stuck, where they're holding themselves back based on a mindset block. So obviously, like you just said, like the confidence piece is massive. And you know, I came about all of this and doing this work because when I was working in corporate many years ago, I was working with business owners to help grow their business. And we were very focused on strategy, right? So yes, working at their marketing plan, looking at their numbers, like doing all the logical stuff. And what I found is that some business owners took the strategy we would give them and run with it and do really well. And then other business owners, I would find that I'd see them again in a month's time and they'd done nothing. And I'd be like, what's going on? Like, what have I done wrong? Like, what have I, have I not communicated it clearly? Have I not given them the right collateral? Like, what am I not doing that is supporting them to grow their business? And when I dived into it, I was like, oh, I'm going to start upskilling myself because maybe it's me. So I actually started to look into human behavior and to look into what makes people tick, to use, understand like language and communication styles and all of that sort of stuff and started implementing that into the work that I was doing, then that led me down the mindset path, right? Like studying coaching and looking into leadership and executive coaching, and then going down the NLP route. So that took things to a whole other level where it became this whole deep understanding of the way that the brain works and what makes us tick and how we actually transform our neural pathways to think differently so then we can have a better outcome. So when I started implementing that with the clients that I was working with, I had such great results that I was like, I just want to do this. Like, this is so 
fun. And to see the light bulbs go off in my clients' eyes and just to see them transform was everything for me. So I actually then left corporate and built up my own coaching business doing this work because we honestly hold ourselves back so much and we don't even realize it. And I honestly believe, like I know this term gets thrown around a lot, but I honestly believe that business or success in business is 20% strategy and 80% mindset. Because anytime you talk to anyone who has who is who is challenged by what they're doing for the next stage, where they're up, coming up against something that's super unknown and they're freaking out, whether they're overwhelmed, procrastinating, like all the things that they're not doing is all mindset stuff. Like it's all yeah. mindset. Yeah. And I'm so glad that you followed this career path because you're so good at it. You're so good at it. I've done a, um, for me, I think money mindset is like a real issue for me <laughs> ongoing. I've done a really great masterclass of yours on money mindset and I just loved it. So I'm so excited to bring your expertise to the partnerships masterclass course. I'm yeah thrilled that you're happy yeah. to be involved. Once I, then, once I then dived into the money stuff, because money is just like a catalyst, right? Like it yeah. actually just highlights where else we're doubting ourselves or where else we're holding ourselves back. So, and with so much like emotion attached to money based on our past experiences and our upbringing and majority of us, you know, in my age group, my age group, your generation, like we came from an upbringing of scarcity right? So our parents really struggled. They did actually have to work extremely hard in order to make money. Whereas our generation, online businesses, you don't necessarily mm, have to mm. work laborious hours in order to make money. So yeah. we have a lot of guilt around it. We have a lot of fear around it. We have a lot of disbelief and feeling undeserving of wealth when we create it. And, you know, I think in society, it's also deemed to, if you're wealthy, then you've done something wrong or done something untoward. So we have a lot of belief systems around becoming wealthy. So we mm. hold ourselves in this threshold of like, well, here I feel safe in this income bracket. I'm just going to keep myself here, right? Which doesn't serve us in the long run. If more money in your hands is going to make the world a better place, right? It's not about the money. It's not money that doesn't make people bad. You know, yeah. you get to choose what you do with your money and how you live your life. So it's not about the money. So yeah, we can, I could talk all day about money. <laughs> well, I think, I mean, when, when it comes to the money side of things, like with just the landscape as it is at the moment, we've had two years of pandemic, you know, and then this recession thing coming up now. I think that scarcity mindset is just amplified. Anyone who feels that already is just feeling the pressure, I think, with everything else just lumped in, <laughs> you know, on top. Absolutely. And that's, I guess it's like I always come back to in any struggling times like these, I think it's important, one, that you look for the outliers. So you look for the people that are doing well, that are spending money, that industries that are actually thriving because they exist. In the beginning of the in the pandemic, like toilet paper companies went crazy. Like yeah. there were absolute companies that did spend money. And 2020 was one of my biggest years in, in business. Same, right. same. Right. So there are outliers. And I think that if we focus on the scarcity, we create more of it. And when we get caught up in that emotion, that negativity or that uh, energy of scarcity, we end up going into retraction mode, which doesn't serve you in business at all. So yeah. what I mean by that is you go into, oh my God, I've got to hoard what I've got. I've got to hold on to, I've got to not spend. I've got to think about how I can, you know, batten down the hatches instead of actually going, well, hang on a minute. I'm in business, my income cap doesn't exist because it's unlimited when you're in business, you get to choose how much money you wanna make. What if I looked at things a little bit differently, right? Like what if I actually had an expansive mindset and explored possible new ways to make money, 
right? Like that's the opportunity here. There is opportunity in everything, but you've got to be open to looking for it. And if you're focused on the scarcity, you don't see it because your brain goes into freak out mode. It goes into a lot of fear and then goes into let's survive instead yeah. of thrive. Absolutely. I was just looking up this quote because I'm obs- this is everything you just said was just pinging in my head. I'm like, there is this really great quote that I think is so true right now. Um, you cannot overtake 15 cars in sunny weather, but you can when it's raining, you know, and there's just so much opportunity in hard times. And I think being agile and moving and, you know, trying new things, it's just such a great time to do that. In fact, there's almost never been a better time to do that. So yeah, the scarcity mindset thing will absolutely not serve you, but easier said than done. I think overcoming that is, it's a lot of, it takes consistent work. Um, Yeah. I would love to ask about the pitch itself because people get really hung up on the pitch. They're scared of doing this, you know, the big pitch when it comes to partnerships. Um, Obviously, if you use Collabosaurus, you don't need to do this. But if you're pitching a big potential partner, you know, that you want to do, that go after manually, for example, why is it, do you think, that we feel so nervous about the pitch? Well, I think it's putting ourselves out there in a whole other level, right? So we're basically, which is really challenging for Aussies, I guess, to begin with. It's not not, not challenge for other countries or other cultures at all. It's with Aussies, we have the tall poppy syndrome. So I guess that we are fearful of that as well. Like we're putting ourselves out there. We're worried about being torn down. And so we have a hesitation to boast about ourselves. And when it comes to pitching, you have to boast, right? Like you actually have to be clear of like, this is what I've created. This is who I am. This is how I can help you. And so then that that's automatically the hesitation. And mm. so when it comes to the pitch and the confidence piece, there's, there's two elements that I'd love for people to explore. The first one is recognizing that the confidence in pitching doesn't happen until after you've pitched, right? Competent, confidence actually comes from competency, right? So we have to be competent in it in order to do it. So you have to have the evidence. Your brain is like, I need to have the evidence to know that it's safe and that I only gain that through certainty through doing the action. Mm. when we lean on confidence to do the fearful thing we stay hidden because we don't have the confidence because it only comes afterwards so we've got to lean on courage so if we can actually activate some courage within ourselves and go i'm going to be courageous to move through this fear and do it anyway we will then create the confidence after the fact and then i think the other key piece is the underlying fear of rejection really when it comes down to it we're putting ourselves out there we're opening ourselves up to go hang on a minute I am here and I'm putting myself out there ready to be rejected. Like that's not an easy thing to do. And our brain is all a survival brain. Like it just wants you to survive. And so it's looking at everything that is out there. So if you're putting yourself out there, there is a huge threat of rejection. Now, rejection in this day and age feels like death. Like (laughs) that's how the brain Well, (laughs) I often liken, you know, brand collaborations and partnerships because it's, you know, relationships are at their core. So there's so many similarities to the dating, you know, dating analogies and the rejection and all that kind of stuff. But oh yeah, I totally feel you. I think I think that yeah, that fear around rejection is massive. Yeah. And I think it's important that the only way to overcome the fear of rejection is to recognize that it's not about you, right? Because if you make it about you, it is very hard to overcome because no human being wants to be rejected. Like it's deep in our core that we are wired that way that we don't want to be rejected because we're being rejected. When you think back to like the caveman days, if you were rejected from your tribe, 
and ostracized, you would die. So our brain is still wired like that. So we want to recognize that, yes, there is absolutely going to be some fear in the process of it. But the rejection, when someone is saying no to your pitch, they're not saying no to you. Right, mm-hmm. it's recognizing that there is 50 million reasons why yeah. that might not have been a good fit. And one of the things I love to do with my clients is help them separate their business from their self-worth. Because if you're determining your worthiness on someone's, you know, accepting your pitch because that makes me worthy, then you will always be looking externally for that self-worth. Whereas you're already worthy, if you can separate your self-worth from your business and your business achievements, then you're more likely to feel more fulfilled every day and then recognize that the pitch is an opportunity, right? It's just like saying, well, I'm going to put a Facebook ad out, and this is a really random analogy, but I'm going to put a Facebook ad out and everyone that doesn't buy, I'm going to be disheartened and, and upset by right? Like, you yeah, don't you don't even know who's not, who's looking at your ad going, I don't want that. Right. You don't feel the rejection in that way. But I think with the pitch, there is literally a position where you could be said no to. Mm, of course, the way that you overcome that is separate yourself from from that outcome and look at it as a numbers game. Right. Get comfortable with rejection. I feel like it's one of my superpowers coming into my own business is dealing with rejection because of my sales background. So we used to have to get we used to have to pitch to businesses all the time and get <laughs> it's like who hurt you? I worked in sales. <laughs> And so I think you build up a muscle. You've got to build up a muscle. And it's like anything. It's a numbers game. You've got to keep pitching and you've got to refine your pitch and make it better, understand it from their point of view and what value they're looking for. Like there's so Mm -hmm. many elements that if you make it about you, you will always be caught in that feeling unworthy or having the imposter syndrome come into play or having a lack of confidence. Whereas if you focus on like the business as a separate entity of what it needs and what it's pitching, right? Even if you are a personal brand, like it's absolutely still separating that. Yeah, totally. And I think there's a common misconception. I think that partnerships is like this thing you might do one time with this once a year, maybe with a huge brand and like the pressure's huge. That's absolutely not the case at all. You know, I mean, I think even just looking at Collabosaurus, we've partnered with Microsoft before. How exciting. But what you don't see are the amount of pitches I did that didn't go through. (laughs) So it is a hundred percent numbers game. And I think also it's about really getting confident and comfortable in the value that you have to bring to the table because, and this is true of sales as well. There's so many similarities with the sales process and the pitching process and all that kind of stuff with partnerships, because if you know that you, what you have to offer is of value to the other party, you're not like begging for money. You're not like begging for them to, you know, it's like, well, this is here. It's a great opportunity. You can, you can take it or not. And here's another way out. And if, if you don't want to go with it, I have a list of 10 other brands I'm going to pitch this to, and it's going to be great. So yeah, I think like, yeah, removing the pressure from it being this be all end all one partnership a year type thing is really important as well. And that's why we've done your amazing mindset module right after the value identification. Wow. I can't talk this morning from the value module. (laughs) So identifying the value that you have to bring and how you can communicate that value, then we'll work on mindset stuff. Then we'll work on the pitch, which I just think flows so nicely. Um, I'd love, oh, sorry. Well, can I add to that? Yes, of course. I always like to think like, 
I ask my clients and I ask myself this, like how long, especially if you're going through a challenging time or about to pitch, like how long do you plan to be in business? Like Jess, how long do you plan to be in business? Long time. I've been in the business eight years. Yeah. <laughs> Survived so somehow. I can't imagine that you're going to give up after this next pitch. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine? Yeah. Right. If I gave up after every rejection, right. I would have closed on day one. Exactly. And so I always like to think like in the next, if you're planning to be in business the next 10 years, the next 20 years, how many things are you going to try in order to grow your business? This is just one of them. Yeah. Right? Like just allow it to be an opportunity rather than a be all and end all. Mm. And I think the skill set you build because there's so many transferable skills. It works in sales. It works in yeah, a number of different things, even like investment pitching. It's a completely different type of pitch, but um, just as valuable and so many similarities with partnerships as well, which I love. Okay. Um, I want to ask about mindset work because I think it's a common misconception that it's all about meditation and like affirmations and I'm probably not a meditator myself. <laughs> like I probably can't sit still for more than five minutes. So I'd love your take on that. What are your thoughts on how can you do mindset work, you know, if you're not a meditator? Love it. <laughs> I think it's it's a funny misconception. I laugh because it, but then it's also like, I hate that that's the concept because I know it's meditation is one mindfulness practice that you can do that helps support your mind being able to manage the amount of thoughts that we have all day every day right it helps to calm your nervous system because you're calming what's going running through your ears um and i think when it comes to mindset work there is that misconception because like oh i do all the mindfulness things i do the journaling i do my exercise i do my mind my mindset stuff like the meditation but it's still not working. Right? That's often what I'll have clients say to me. And it's like, great, because it's actually not what I'm doing, right? The mindset work is understanding our belief systems, our values, our thought processes that are holding us back, that are creating the emotions that are affecting us, right? So when we're having a negative emotion that's causing us to hide or causing us to not have the confidence or causing us to hold ourselves back, procrastinate, self-sabotage, like all of these things, underneath all of that is the mindset, right? The mindset of, I don't believe I'm worthy. I'm not good enough. I have all these past experiences that is telling me that if I go and do this, it could be scary or dangerous or could cause me to feel like I'm a failure. Like all of that stuff, all of what's going between your ears, which is your con subconscious mind. So you've got your conscious mind, your prefrontal cortex is where we think things through. So it's when your mind is open, when you're learning, when you're taking on new information, it's filtering that information. And then when it becomes a repeated thought and a belief system, it goes back to the subconscious mind. Now your subconscious mind is literally the program on the computer that's running the show, right? So why you do what you do is all stored in your subconscious mind. So I help you unlock what's going on in your subconscious mind based on your past experiences, based on your life up until now and figure out which of these thoughts are useful. Let's keep them. That's amazing. Which ones are these thoughts that we need to get rid of because they're not serving us. And so the thought work piece is actually stopping and acknowledging how am I feeling today and what are some of the thoughts that I'm ex experiencing because of that. So on often what happens is we get caught up in doing some of the practices, but the deeper work is actually where you create the transformation. Mm, right? so put it into practice. That, yeah. To create that breakthrough, you've got to stop and actually ask yourself, well, why do I believe that? 
Is that even true? And so I do a lot of deep subconscious processes to actually shift and rewire the brain uh, with the neural pathways. So we're actually doing it a very, very quick process in a session to literally eradicate the belief system from the mind. Mm -hmm. So then you can start to live into a whole new reality of what you're creating now. And I honestly believe that every new level of business create is every new level of business is you are required to be a whole new version of you, right? Otherwise you keep creating the same results as last time right? Based on, because you thought that way, right? You thought, well, I was good enough for this. I am, I can add value here. This is what I believe in, right? So that's creating the results that you're achieving now. So if you want to go to the next level, you actually have to have a mindset that's going to get you there. So that's what mm. I help you create. Totally. And old keys don't open new doors. So exactly. I love that. Yeah. Well, You've got to work on yourself. Absolutely. Um, okay. So before we leave today, and I really encourage everyone to tune into Christine's module inside the Partnerships Masterclass course, because that's going to be a lot more in depth. But is there one key element or thing that people can focus on or implement today that can help them start gearing up for better confidence when it comes to pitching? Absolutely. Our brains like to be in the present moment, but it's always filtering everything through the past, right? So really you're living from the past. Right. So if you are wanting to be more confident, if you're wanting to go after things that you've never gone after to before, we want to take the time to actually get your brain to think about those times where you did achieve things, where you did overcome things, where you did learn things. And that's actually where we start to unpack our value. Right. So my my best suggestion would be to take a moment to answer this one question. What makes you the best person to do this pitch? or to go after that opportunity, right? Whatever it is, insert whatever it is at the end, what makes you the best person? Now your brain's automatically, an automatic response will be, oh, you're not the best person, right? I want you to wait and move through that, okay? So it's what the magic that comes afterwards because your brain always will answer any question you give it. So using powerful questions to unlock your self-worth and unlock their confidence within you because there is so much experience that you've had your entire life. There's a reason why you've gotten to where you are today. You need to uncover that because your brain's like always going to filter in the fear-based stuff because it wants to keep you safe. And it's, that's the way it uses its own arsenal against you to stay in your comfort zone, to do what you've done always. So if you need to want to do something different and it's scary, then you've got to actually take the time to ask your brain to look for the good stuff that's going to support that next level. Mm, I love that tip. Yeah, sit down and think about why are you the best person to make this happen? And also like take a moment to acknowledge your own accomplishments in business. Business is hard. The fact that you're still, you, you know, you've made it through is in itself yeah. so impressive. You know, so many businesses can't survive past that early, you know, few years. So I think already hats off to you if you've made it this far. And I think it's so worthwhile sitting down and acknowledging your achievements. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of the biggest things that high achievers in business really struggle with that actually perpetuates the imposter syndrome and lack of confidence is not celebrating their wins. They don't stop and actually acknowledge themselves. And I think there's a real misconception here. And this is so important to me. So I really want to say this. Sorry. That's all right. <laughs> I know you want to wrap up, but I, I feel like if you stop and actually acknowledge yourself and the qualities that you have within yourself that made what you've created possible, that's actually how you build your self-confidence, self-belief, self-worth. Now, this is very different to celebrating like popping champagne bottles and making it look amazing on socials. Like that's not it. That's not what I'm talking about when I say celebrate your wins. It's taking a moment to go, oh my goodness, I achieved this. 
what was it within me that made that possible? It was my tenacity. It was my confidence. It was my ability to be resilient. It was my ability to get back up every time I was knocked back down. It was my ability to hold fast to that vision and keep going after it. It's really acknowledging the inequalities, right? Not going, oh, we were so quick to just shift past it to be like, oh, what's the next thing? And the next thing, the next thing, please stop. Like big milestones, small milestones. The small ones are even better, right? Because you're actually building that bank of evidence to prove that you have everything you possibly need in order to go to the next level. Oh, we've got so much more to talk about. The cell, <laughs> like I wanted, I really want to dive into that actually. Like what does celebrating a win look like? Because I mean, I'm definitely guilty of that. I think, I think people think it's the champagne and it's the social media post. <laughs> but I think that's so, so helpful and constructive that you can actually create almost a, um, like a habit and a ritual around celebrating your wins that really translate back to mindset and building your confidence. So one of my things I like to do is at the end of the week, and I actually ended up creating a little PDF on this um, to give out to people because people kept asking me about it because I love talking about it. At the end of the week, I do like my little CEO ritual and acknowledge what some of the best parts of my week were because weeks fly by. Like, do you yeah. know, it's the end of the week and you're like, oh yeah, no, on to the next week, like all the things. 100%. If you stop and actually go, what are three to five of my best moments this week? allow me to really emotionally step into that next level, right? Because we're wanting to take the time to feel that gratitude. And that's one of the biggest things where gratitude practices don't work is because people just write it down and then move on instead of actually feeling it. The emotional piece is the most important piece. And so I take the time to write down three to five things that are my best moments and relive them, right? Like literally go through them in my mind of like, yeah, that was amazing. And then I take time to actually acknowledge like, what was it about me that made these results possible, right? So yeah. inequality. And that is much more powerful than putting out a post or popping champagnes because that's really fleeting because it's external, right? We want to focus on the internal. And for sometimes it can feel a little bit boastful to be like, oh, because I'm amazing. Like, no, like, don't go to that level. Be like, because I could have given up. I could have given up and I didn't. And that's yeah. worth celebrating. Oh my gosh. And I think also that's what people connect with. I mean, from a storytelling perspective as well, it's like, oh, there's just so much more to this conversation. (laughs) Yeah, we're definitely going to deep dive a lot further in the Partnerships Masterclass. Thank you so much for joining me today. And for those epic tips, it wasn't just one, there were quite a few in there. Um, I'm going to put links in the show notes to the Masterclass and also how you can connect with Christine. She's got a fantastic master, not a masterclass course. I'm just used to saying the word masterclass a million times over in September called Elevated, which is all around transforming your worth, money, and business. Highly recommend. I'm going to put links in the show notes to that as well. If you want to check that out, that's a nine week course. Is there any, any other way people can connect with you? Probably best to be on Instagram, to be honest, like that's where I hang out the most. So if you've taken anything away from this this episode, I would love for you to share it with us. Like just send me a DM and tell me what you took away from this episode because I just love having chats with people that are all about mindset. So Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it and incredible tips. Thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. 